Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Welcome, everyone, to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones. And I am so excited to be with you. Of course, I get excited every time I get to join you all for this show. I wonder, have you been anxiously waiting for this episode on waiting anxiously? I'm just kidding. You know, I want to know who out there is awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic. Because we are talking about waiting, the waiting game today, anxiously waiting, how to alleviate the anxiously, and I'm using my air quotes there. So here's a thought for you. Didn't we learn some of the most fundamental foundational life lessons as kids on the playground? I mean, have you ever thought about what we were taught growing up and we really had to put these into practice on the playground? First of all, we learned don't leave anyone out. We shouldn't exclude others. We need to welcome new friends into the circle and just learn to play and work together. We also learned that if you hurt someone's feelings, we need to apologize. We learned how to take responsibility. I mean, if we accidentally knocked someone down on the playground, then we need to apologize for that because it probably hurt their feelings. So we also learned that we need to show concern when someone gets hurt. We need to demonstrate empathy, care, and compassion. And we learned this as children. All of these life lessons that we learned as children, think about it. The stakes become even higher as we grow into our adult lives. But here is a big lesson that we learned as children. Wait your turn. If the swings were full, you had to wait till it was your turn. If the seesaw was already occupied, you had to wait your turn. This was the right thing to do. Wait your turn. Don't cut in front of people. Don't try to jump ahead of those that were waiting before you. This is a core value that we should be great at demonstrating since we've been learning it our entire life in school. There were drop-off lines for our parents to drop us at school, or if we rode the bus, there were bus lines to wait in until it was safe to exit the bus. Lunchroom lines we were waiting in, water fountain lines we were waiting in, lining up for school assemblies because... We waited to be seated according to our grade. We have been taught to wait our entire lives since we were children. Yet, as adults, we are pretty bad at waiting. Would y'all agree with that? 
This world is going so fast. The demands are so great that we don't even want to wait in line at the grocery store. So what did they do? They created self-checkout lanes so that you can just do it at your own pace. Now, I'll be honest, I'm terrible at the self-checkout because I'm pretty slow and I need help. And I'm sure that I uh, frustrate the people behind me. So we have to, uh, we don't even want to wait in the grocery store line. Uh, We have driving lanes that are marked as passing lanes are the fast lanes. Although I got to be honest, I kind of feel like these days, every lane is like a raceway. We don't want to wait for the Zoom host to start the meeting. We don't want to wait for the next available customer service representative on all the calls that we are always making to have something fixed, right? We've got early check-in for hotels, early check-in for doctor's appointments, early check-in for restaurants. Get your name on the list before you even arrive to the restaurant. We want it and we want it now. Well, we're bored. We're unproductive. We're irritated by the weight and the way it makes us feel powerless. We get anxious. We feel a little isolated, maybe even depressed. We hate to wait, even if it's for a relatively short amount of time. But here are some questions I want you to ponder as I continue talking about this whole waiting game. How much more peace would you have If you could learn to wait, wouldn't your spirit be calmer if you could show more patience? Could you actually be more kind if you weren't in such a hurry? So let's dive in to how we wait why we need to wait. And I want to give you some very practical tips on increasing your patience and maybe reframing how you look at waiting. I want us to wait abundantly and not anxiously. So let's dive in. I thought first that I would share some reasons why we might need to wait sometimes. So I've got three reasons here that I want to go over with you as to why we need to wait. Number one is you are not ready yet. This might be a reason that we need to wait and we just don't think about it. You're not ready yet. When you have trouble waiting for your turn, you can actually disrupt the order of things. You miss steps and you skip lines. You fall down. When you rush, you make mistakes. You mess up and you mess up the thing that you were waiting for. When you wait, 
You have time to get yourself in order for whatever it is that is awaiting you. But again, I said it earlier, we want it and we want it now. But sometimes we may not be ready for it. God's will for your life will be done at the right time and not necessarily when you feel ready. So we have to really pay attention to this reason of why we have to wait sometimes. I want you to think of it like this. God can see the storm coming and may delay your flight to keep you safe. And all you have to do sometimes is wait to be safe. But we don't like delays. But see, we can't see very far ahead of us. Sometimes you wait because the thing you're asking for isn't ready. Other times you aren't ready for the thing you're asking for. So when you wait, you prepare. I'm telling you, God uses our hurts, our losses, and our disappointments to build character qualities that we are going to need to fulfill our purpose and his plan in our life. So sometimes we're just not ready yet. We need to trust in God's perfect timing when it feels like life isn't moving forward. So that's one reason why we may need to wait. Number two is that the timing isn't right. There is a time and a season for everything. And sometimes it's just not the right time to have whatever it is that you want. I want you to think about for those of you out there that are married and think about when you met your spouse, if the timing had been off, you may have missed out on that amazing relationship. I will tell you, um, my marriage with Jim is a perfect example of that. We actually met later in life. And Jim and I talk about this a lot because when God brought us together, it was the perfect time in both of our lives. But here is the strange thing. We actually lived pretty close to one another, never having met. We knew many of the same people and our paths had never crossed. But the timing wasn't right, and God knew that, but he brought us together. I want you to think about another example of when the timing isn't right and you're having to wait. Think about the time you did not get a promotion that you really wanted, but you stuck it out and you waited, and a better opportunity came, and it was because you waited. The timing wasn't right for that promotion. You were more prepared. Just like I said earlier, we prepare when we're having to wait. The disappointments are building our character. And then you are ready when the next opportunity comes your way. God is always 
actively working in situations and in people's lives to bring about the right conditions at just the right time. Waiting actually strengthens our faith. It teaches us to trust God's timing instead of giving in to what we give into so often, immediate self-gratification. So the second reason we have to wait is the timing isn't right. Here is the third reason why we may need to wait. You, my friends, here in the Janiverse, you are being rerouted. Now, I will tell you in Jim's book, Jim Sharp, that would be Jim Sharp, my husband, he wrote a book called The Journeyman, and the link is on my show page on Voice America. He talks about being recalibrated. So rerouted, recalibrated. But when you think about that word recalibrate, it means to correct or adjust the settings for precision. And sometimes we are being rerouted so that we get it precisely right. Imagine being on an unfamiliar road trip, and you've got your GPS, right? And your GPS is showing you where to go. You are not afraid of getting lost. You trust the GPS to get you back home. The GPS knows where the traffic is. It knows where the roads are blocked off. It knows where the road is closed because there may be an accident. You don't always know these things. Your own understanding really doesn't go beyond what you can see. So you may not see the road ahead, but I'm going to tell you, God can. And sometimes we are being rerouted because we're going down the wrong road. When you go against your GPS, I don't know if any of you have ever decided to ignore the GPS because you think you know a shortcut or you think you remember from the last time you might have been on that road. Well, I don't know how many of you out there have realized that shortcuts are usually not so short. Because you can get stuck or you can get lost. But here's the thing about the GPS. It is there for you no matter how many times you don't listen to it. When you get lost, your GPS reroutes and gets you back to the right path. God is constantly having to reroute or recalibrate us and put us back on the right road, no matter how many wrong turns we make. If we trust and believe in him, then we will be rerouted. But here's the problem with a reroute. It takes time. And we don't really like that. Sometimes that time to get to Our purposeful destination, I'm talking about in life now, I'm not talking about a road trip, 
But sometimes that time, it can take months and even years. So we've got to wait. We have to wait while we're being rerouted. God knows and sees things that we don't yet know and see. You may be rerouted for your own protection, your own safety. You may be made to wait because there's a storm coming. And I will tell you, God is our anchor in the storm. He keeps us still and he keeps us knowing our location while that storm is passing. We wait it out. It's way better to show up late than never, right? Or to show up late and not be hurt. We need to trust our GPS because it will get us where we want to be. And that is what God is doing with us. He is rerouting us. I like to think of my personal GPS. It's God's perfect strategy for my life. So there are three reasons, and hopefully this is connecting with you all, some reasons why we have to wait. Because I think part of our impatience in waiting, and I want you all to know I'm right there with you, I can get very impatient and then it just causes stress and frustration and irritation and you act out of character. So I'm right there with you sometimes. But when I was thinking about why we have to wait sometimes, you realize I've lived through some of these. Maybe we weren't ready yet. Maybe the timing just wasn't right. Or maybe we were in a season of being rerouted. But hopefully you can relate to one or all of those. And it helps explain why we have to wait. Because I think that we as human beings, we want to understand the why. And waiting is really hard to explain. It's theories and concepts that we just don't want to pay attention to. But if you let that, those three reasons kind of wash over you, I think it will really explain a lot if you are in a waiting season. All right, so I'm going to keep going because I've got some tips that I want to share that are going to help you become more patient when you just feel like you cannot wait any longer. And I'm not going to make you wait. We're going to start them now um, before we take our first break. This is all about waiting abundantly and not anxiously. I want to remove or alleviate that word waiting anxiously, and I want you to just be able to wait with peace and abundance and a calm spirit. So while there are many strategies for coping with stress, go back and listen to my show, everyone, on Don't Let Stress Leave Its Mess, okay? So there's a lot of ways that we can cope and deal with stress, but waiting is kind of different. It's a different kind of stress. While people can choose to pause and be still, maybe meditate, read scripture, you know, all these things that really can help You often cannot control whether you wait for something or not. 
that's actually the rub because it takes away our control when we are often forced to wait. It is imposed upon us rather than us choosing. I don't think any one of us would choose to wait. So we kind of despise waiting because it takes our power out of our hands. We do not get to use our time as we see fit. Isn't that part of the issue there with waiting? It's like, you're making me wait. I've got better things to do. Have you ever thought that? Hopefully, I'm not the only one. Okay, so in order to find the benefits of waiting, rather than having a knee-jerk reaction that wait times are just a major block to living this good, good life, there are some techniques that you can practice that actually will help you shift your mindset about waiting and improve your patience. I know some people out there that probably need to tune in very closely about improving patience. And I am one of those people. I love talking about it because it reminds me that I really need to look at waiting differently, which is really what inspired me to talk about this topic today. I've got so many friends that are in a waiting period. Um, I mean, my goodness, like I mentioned earlier, we wait for the Zoom meeting to open. We wait in traffic. We wait at grocery store lines. I mean, there's daily waits, but then there are the big major parts of life that we have to wait. And so um, I really want to, I want to share some of these techniques. So here's the first one. I think I've got four that I want to share with you on how we can have basically a paradigm shift. A paradigm is our lens to the world. It's our perspective. And I want us to be able to shift our mind a little on how we're looking at waiting and it will help us with our impatience. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to think of the cost of your impatience. Mm. I had to think a long time about this number one technique. Think about the cost of your impatience. Impatience has consequences. Mistakes happen. Accidents happen. Unions are broken. You end up pushing the thing you want further away. Consider if being patient is something you have struggled with, then you need to work on your ability to wait. If your inability to wait and your desire to control things is causing you to act out of character, have those knee-jerk reactions, then you may have ended up ruining certain things in your life. Things that actually could have blossomed beautifully. Things that could have had a different end result. I mean, let's look at different industries where quality and safety are so important. 
If you get rushed, if you're impatient with, let's just take healthcare since I love healthcare and I'm so connected to it and I'm alive because of God's vessel of healthcare, um, you know, you, you can't get in too big of a rush, even though there are so many urgent situations because you do start making mistakes. So we got to pay attention to the cost of our impatience. Maybe for you, and these are just some possibilities, bad things have happened because of your impatience. You rushed and you made the wrong choice. You lost your temper and you said the wrong things. Maybe you rushed into something and you feel stuck now. Maybe You now know the cost of your impatience and you want to work on it. And the way that we work on things, and you know, this is the journey I hope we go through every week together on this show, is self-awareness, social awareness, and our spiritual awareness. So we've got to consider and think of the cost of our impatience. All right, I'm going to go ahead and do the second technique for waiting abundantly, not anxiously. And um, and then we might take a little break. I'll let you process some of this stuff. So here is the second way that we can maybe wait a little more patiently. We need to notice the triggers before we get triggered. The things that push our buttons. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you a teaser. In a couple of weeks, back by popular demand, I am having David Brzezowski back with us to talk on another level of emotional intelligence. It made me think of that when I was talking about uh, technique number two of notice the triggers before we get triggered. So... Look for that on May the 12th. We're going to have David back from Talent Smart to talk a lot more deeper about emotional intelligence, which is going to help us wait. So here are some things I want to say about technique number two. If people trigger your impatience, and that's a very broad statement, it kind of makes me giggle, but I mean, everyone seems pretty frustrated with other people lately. So if people trigger your impatience, then we need to think differently about those people by putting ourselves in their shoes. And, you know, we learned that on the playground, right? Have empathy, have compassion. I mean, for example, if you're waiting on the bus and the bus driver is late and you start telling yourself these stories And we had the amazing Joseph Grinney talking about communication from Crucial Learning. Um, We do that. We tell ourselves stories. But if you start saying, well, this bus driver is late on purpose just so I'm going, just so I will be late to work. Well, that is not true. We don't know what happened to cause someone to be late. So we've got to think of different, think of people differently. We've got to have some empathy. We've got to remember those reasons why we might need to wait. It could be for our safety, right? The delays. Sometimes God is really protecting us. Maybe a relationship didn't work out. 
And you're really, really devastated by that. But if you can really think about that trigger of heartbreak and just think, you know what, the timing, it wasn't your time with that person. They weren't ready. You were, but guess what? Someone out there is going to be ready and they're going to be the right person. Isn't it funny how we want others to live by our time and our priorities? So we've got to look at people differently if people are a trigger for our impatience. I mean, for example, if you want to get married someday and then you get the invitation to a friend's wedding, and this might be a trigger for you because it's something you want and you don't have it yet, then we've got to change our thoughts around it. We've got to know Okay, this is gonna this is gonna sting a little, uh, but we need to quickly begin to think that this is their turn to get married. This is a beautiful, happy moment, and we want to be happy and enjoy that wedding and all the parties around that wedding. If your children really know how to push your buttons. Instead of focusing on that, turn to compassion. Remember, you are their teacher. You are their supporter, their encourager. Teach them. Show them how to learn. So triggers really are messengers for us. They point us to things that need to be addressed and healed. Sometimes the test of patience is what causes us to search our hearts and examine our minds. So we need to notice the triggers before getting triggered. I think this is a wonderful place to take a short break. I have two more techniques that I want to share with you. And I want to talk about when the waiting is really worth it and get you thinking about that. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with the good, good life. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about waiting abundantly and not anxiously. Everyone is just taking a deep breath and you're realizing, you know, waiting is not so bad. There is a purpose behind our wait. So I have given a couple of tips that hopefully will help you reframe how you wait. So let's keep going with this because I want you to really think about some times when the wait was worth it. All right. So um, number three here on my list of four ways that we can actually alleviate some of the quote unquote anxiously of anxiously waiting, right? Um, The third tip I want to share is we need to embrace the ways a wait time is not just an in-between time. All right, so think about it. Embrace the ways wait times are not just in-between times. We tend to think of waiting as the limbo between what we were doing and what we hope happens next. We sit in a holding pattern until things are resolved. And look, I have been there. In fact, when I was really thinking about this and reading about waiting, I was like, wow, you know, this is what we do. I have I have described my life sometimes as I felt like the pause button was hit on life. So we need to try to identify what can come on the other side of waiting. What do you want the future to look like once the wait times are resolved? And I will tell you those times where I felt like my life was on pause, I was really doing this. I was thinking about what kind of positive outcomes could possibly occur for some very tragic, challenging wait times. For anyone that has been listening, you know this, if you're new to my show, Go back and listen to my number one premiere show because I share a little bit about my journey into becoming a double organ transplant recipient. And there was a long wait period there. And that was pretty excruciating. But I have learned so much about myself in those periods of waiting and practicing this skill of not looking at it so much as a wait time, but it is an in-between time. You know, really contemplating on what my dreams were. What ambitions do I have for my future? What is the outlook, the vision for my future? 
What about some of my closest relationships and how I want those to take shape? Such practices like this, really using this time instead of a wait time, it's just an in-between time. I mean, it's, it's a way that we understand ourselves better. Waiting as represented by silence or gaps or distance, it really does allow us the capacity to imagine what hasn't happened yet. Ultimately, during this time, we get to innovate and maybe even bring these visions to life We've got all these possibilities that are stirring in our head. So waiting really does pull us into the present, unlike any other experience of time. Think about it. You're planning, you're going, you're buzzing around, and then boom, all of a sudden you got to wait. And it just pulls you right into the immediate. So in the waiting, we realize that this moment can actually be meaningful as it is occurring. Waiting is present tense, and it can be full of potential and transformation. It depends on how we look at it. So each moment of waiting is its own experience, right? So we need to embrace the ways that wait times are not just in between times. We need to use these wait times to really envision and innovate and get creative and collaborate. All right, so that is tip number three on how we can shift our mindset. And remember, I've talked a lot about how mindset matters, right? Um, So let's go on to my fourth tip here. We need to separate a lack of productivity from being forced to wait. Think about it. Separate these two. We think that if we're waiting, then we can't be productive. Waiting is actually active stillness. We've got all those reasons why we may be waiting. God is preparing something, but it doesn't mean we just halt. We don't stop living. If wait times offer all these new visions of possibilities, like we just said in tip number three, then wait times really can be productive. But This really isn't the common view, right? Instead, wait times are often seen as robbing us of productivity. When we're productive and working, then time just speeds by and we hardly notice it. But when we wait, it is just staring us in the face. We notice it. In fact, sometimes that's all we notice when we are forced to wait. But a perspective like this can really lead to burnout. 
and it can lead to overbooked and you don't have creative vision when you look at waiting as no time to be productive. Wait times instead are necessary for us to find creative solutions to really complicated problems. Waiting and, listen to this, the daydreaming and boredom that we think of that come with it, it actually can unlock our brain's imagination. And I want you to think about that because how many times have you been stuck in traffic And all of a sudden, you really do start daydreaming and you start thinking about all these goals and you start thinking about what you want to do in a friendship or a relationship that means so much to you because your imagination is running wild because you're waiting. But then when you have that imagination and all of that creativity, then you can look at this wait time as a way to be productive. Start setting some goals. Find some small steps to take to create that vision. So really, this is all about having that time to be productive. We look for solutions and we find solutions that we may not could have found if we had been looking for them. They only arrived when our thoughts We're in that moment of pause, of waiting. Well, there's not a whole lot I can do now. And then your mind just runs wild. So building long-term solutions that innovate into new futures, it actually requires us to sit and be still with our own knowledge and our own wisdom. So to have these moments of what we may look at as boredom, They're really wonderful for creativity and solutions to problems. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if workforces actually built in these kinds of wait times into workflows? Because not only would we be less stressed, but we might actually be more productive and more creative. So those are four of the tips on how we can wait with some abundance and less anxiety. Here is something I want you to know, that waiting really is worth it because something better may be coming. When you can't wait, when you are starving for the thing that you want, you actually have a choice. You can go for the quick fix. You can use the microwave. You can run through the drive-thru and you can get something that may upset your stomach, right? Or you can go inside the restaurant. You can sit down. You can wait for your food to be prepared by the chef. I know personally that sometimes a wait... When I, when I hear that word wait, I'm using my air quotes again. Sometimes a wait to a prayer request can really feel like a no. But I said it earlier, God is always actively at work, even when we don't 
know it. We may not feel it. We certainly cannot see it all the time. But God is preparing something so much better than what we could have ever imagined. But all we have to do is we have to wait and we have to trust that he is at work. We don't need to settle for second best. We don't need to settle for the next best thing. I think we often do that as people because we get in a hurry. Look at your life and what it would be like if you just wait for the best. Don't go back to the the people that were negative in your life, the people that were bad influences, the things in your past. Patience is a virtue. It is a fruit of the Spirit. Practice being patient because I will tell you, Scripture, Psalm 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. This courage in waiting, waiting for that something better is going to keep you from succumbing to three different temptations. Because these are the temptations we have when we get impatient. If we wait for the Lord, be strong, and let our heart take courage, this courage will keep us from the temptation of following our own schedule instead of waiting for God's perfect timing. Because remember, that's a reason we wait sometimes is the timing just isn't right. So we don't want to fall into the temptation of following our own schedule when there's something so much better just around the bend. It will also keep us from falling into the temptation of giving in to the pressures of others. Think about it when we get impatient, when we want something, we tend to seek advice from people that will just tell us what we want to hear. And we may take some very bad advice if we get in a hurry. And then this courage in waiting will also keep us from falling prey to the temptation of being afraid. God defends and protects us while we wait on his will for our lives. This is why, my friends, waiting is worth it. I will give you a a short little recap of one of the biggest waiting periods of my life. It was when I went into total kidney failure because of a lifelong battle of type 1 diabetes. Everything in my life seemed so urgent, and I was told, you needed this transplant yesterday, yet the wait time, I was told, was three to seven years. How do you process that when you're told you need something right away, but you're going to have to wait? And in my case, I was truly waiting to see if I was going to get to live this wonderful, amazing, good, good life. So 
I did learn so much in the waiting. And you all, if you've heard my testimony, you know I had grown up with type 1 diabetes. And I was so focused on the kidney. I was praying for a match. People, my loved ones, my friends, total strangers were trying to give me a kidney. It was the most humbling experience of my life to think that people were willing to be a living donor for me. Yet that is not how God was answering the prayer. But remember, I said it earlier, we can't see ahead. We just see what's right in front of us. And all I knew was that there were people that were willing and I would be on my knees. I would be crying. I would be fearful. But I had to surrender all of that because there's something I say a lot and I believe it. Hope is the only emotion that is stronger than fear. But it doesn't mean fear doesn't creep in. And I was waiting and all I saw was there were people that were willing to give me a kidney. God, why are they not a match for me? Well, like I talked about a minute ago, something better, something out of the realm of my dreaming, my imagination was being worked out in God's perfect plan and God's perfect timing. And that was why what I could see wasn't happening. And I had to wait with courage and faith and trust because I waited and I not only got the kidney when the timing was right, but I also got the pancreas, which cured me of an incurable disease. So the wait was worth it. We don't want to take haste and get out of God's will, get out of his plan. Think about relationships that you waited for. They were worth it. You may have rushed into some bad ones before the right one came along. And look, those wrong relationships, they exploded, right? And it was heartbreaking and it was devastating. And you really, there were times you weren't sure how you were going to get through it. But once the dust settled and you could see more clearly, you knew those weren't even the right relationships for you. It was worth the wait. Think about the job that you have that you love so much. And maybe you had a string of bad ones before you landed this one, but you learned something from every single job, every single career move, every single experience, both positive and negative. And you finally landed in a company with an encouraging development culture and you're learning and you're growing and you're moving up or you're staying where you are, whatever it is you want to do, but you got there and it wasn't easy and you had to wait. Maybe you've lost your job now. I've got friends that are waiting to see what opportunity comes next. But it's going to be worth the wait to not just have that knee-jerk reaction and take the first thing that you know in your heart is not the place for you. 
Think about waiting and going through trials and tribulations, maybe to start your family. And you didn't understand why, but it finally happened. It was worth the wait. Think about if you want to buy a house or if you have purchased a house and It was a long road, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of saving. And every time you put an offer on a house, it didn't work out. You were not supposed to be in that house or in that neighborhood, but you finally got into the place that you were supposed to live. All of these big areas of life where we wait, aren't they worth it? You won't become patient overnight, but with daily practice, you will improve. I want you all, as you think about waiting with abundance, go easy on yourself when you find that you still hate waiting. It's not fun. You don't need to expect to become unbothered by life overnight. Instead, I want you all to do something small every day that requires you to show a little patience. Patience may not always come naturally, but it is something that can be practiced and learned. It's something you can choose to cultivate just to see how your life changes. It's something you choose to learn because You are tired of the pain of waiting. I want to tell you all, thank you so, so much for joining me today. It has been another fabulous time with all of you. I hope you have an amazing weekend and week, and I hope you continue to enjoy your good, good life. And remember, always love living and live loving. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.